As a former patient, I can definitively say Ian Heron is a terrible therapist and no one should go see him. That's why I've hacked into his personal cloud to release his private therapy sessions, so now everyone can hear what a selfish, misguided, idiotic, pretentious dickwad he really is. You can help me run Ian out of business by subscribing and leaving us a nice review. Now, let's start the show. Test, test, test. Bath bombs billow big bubbles buried beneath bodies of baffled bathers in the Belgian bathhouse of Bruges. Bath bombs billow big bubbles buried beneath bodies of baffled bathers in the Belgian bathhouse of Bruges. All right, the microphone seems to be working. It is 1.28 p.m. on a Thursday. Getting ready to meet with my client, Gertrude Gertrude. Um, spelled the same, but pronounced differently. Gertrude is, well... Gertrude's got a lot of stress in her life, and I'm just looking uh, forward to helping Gertrude process even more of that stress today. Before Gertrude arrives, just a little bit of time for a self-check-in. What's going on with me? What's going on in my world? You know, I recently just had my 33rd birthday, which was a lovely time celebrating at a local Greek restaurant with several dear friends. And for my birthday this year, I decided I was going to get the office stray dog a DNA test so I can actually finally know the exact mix of breed that the office stray is. And, of course, I have no emotional attachment to the office stray dog. He is a stray, but I should know more about him, right? He's in my life. He's around. Uh, and so I got my uh, DNA test sent off to Embark. And at this moment, I'm still waiting on the results, but I'm really looking forward to figuring that out. Although I will say there's a part of me that just is hoping and praying that the office stray dog's DNA isn't discovered to be linked to any unsolved murders. Because I would really hate for this to be a Golden State Killer Part 2 situation with my dog. Oh, oh, hello. Hi, come on in. I'm so sorry. I'm running behind. No, I'm, not at all. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. I sincerely apologize. There was so much traffic on my way here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> don't worry about it. Traffic. It's New York City. Traffic happens. There, yeah, but there was tra there was more traffic today than there's ever been before, and I had to I had to take my car, um, and then there was so much traffic. I parked my car and then took the subway. So it's ju it's just been one of those days. Okay, okay. That's always an option to you is just take the subway over your car if you wanted to, if the traffic stresses you out. I, you know, there's something about being in my car that allows me to find peace because there's no uh -huh. other people in my car with uh -huh. me. Uh -huh. So that's my preferred method of transportation. And you know, you know how I feel about other people being a little bit too close. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, so I tried to. Oh, did you want uh, me to put the sneeze guard up for this therapy session again? You want the sneeze um, guard back up if that, if I'm too close? You know what? I, I, I'm trying to, I'm, tr I'm, I might ask you to do it, but I'm uh -huh. really trying to get to the place where I don't need sneeze guards. Okay. Well, that's good. I think that would be nice. I mean, I, I don't mind the sneeze guard, but it is kind of uh murky from the amount of times i've sneezed into it so you know i i get a clear picture of you without it and and it's good that you're working on yourself and you want to improve these things you should put it up 
please put oh, it you up. want it up okay all right it, i thought okay. i thought i could but no i can't oh it's fair enough okay yeah I, you're harder to see now but i'm still picturing you over there all right well uh gertrude uh, uh first of all are you sure there's are you sure your car is always empty do you check the trunk every time before you get in now that you say that um there was like a little bit of a rattle in the back mm -hmm. um and i thought it was those water bottles that i got at target um um but no i'm not, I'm not sure that it's i think there might be someone in the back yeah well i guess my point being overall there could be somebody in your trunk but i guess my point is overall some things are not always going to be within our control even just the back seat i don't know if you've ever this has happened to me several times. I turn and look at the back seat, and there's a toddler in the little, <laughs> the little toddler chair back there. There's been, there's been a toddler in the back of your car. I drive a a very popular brand of car, and so I I keep getting in the wrong car and driving off with somebody's child. Uh -huh. It's just that's that's a bit of my life, which is maybe too much to reveal. But what I mean to say is, you're not in control. You might turn around. There's a toddler in the back of your car one day. That's true, and I've heard that story of the hooked man. The hooked man who's in the back of your car and he ducks down and the person follows you with their high beams and they turn um, on their high beams and you think, you know, there's a just a really annoying driver behind you trying to blind you. But really, it's because there's a hooked man who's trying to claw into the back of your neck and murder you. That's a very specific version of a camp story. I feel like I've heard lots of around campfires talking about hooked men. I don't think I've ever heard specifically like they're putting on their high beams in the back of your car version of the hooked man. But I believe you if, they, if you've heard that story, if that's a real one. It's a, No, it's real. It I believe you, yeah. It hasn't happened to me yet, right. but uh, it, okay. it, could. it could. Okay, okay. Well, okay. I think this session should be about empowering you, right? Like, I, 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 you're not always in control, but I want you to feel as in control as you can, right? Gertrude, what if you lived your life as if you were the hooked man? Hide in other people's cars and yeah, put on your high beams and and poke them with your hook. Would that make you feel better? I, you know, I was a pirate for Halloween about. You're doing a little bit of a hook right now, Seven just with your ago, finger. And yeah. I had, you know, I did wear a hook on my arm. Yeah. Okay. Did you rise I to captain? Because that would work well for your name. If you if you rose to the status of captain, that would be great. Because then I could call you Captain Hook. I was I was I was always like one under, but I think in in terms of this empowerment, I think okay. A metaphorical captain. Metaphorically, yeah. Great. Okay. All right. So Captain Hook. So what you're telling me is that you think I should kind of go like this, almost like a power pose, like yeah. do hooks with my fingers just to become the hooked man in my life. Right. Be the thing that you're afraid of. Don't be afraid of the thing. Be mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Imagine, imagine how much you would get a subway car to yourself if you walked on with two little hooks. And went, ah, people would scatter. You'd get that whole subway car just to yourself. Yeah, that's not a bad idea because it's very often that um, people don't, uh, in fact, come up to me and stare me directly in the eyes on the subway. Oh, so, no. Yeah. What is that about? Are you just have an inviting presence, you think? I think so. Uh, more than once ha has that happened, that I've been cornered and glared at. Uh, one time, a full cup of coffee was thrown next to my head. Oh, uh, goodness. 
yeah, so I, 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 I'm willing to try out this hooked method. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, got coffee thrown at your head. That's I've heard some bad subway stories, but that's pretty, uh, that's pretty low of people. Okay, but yeah, we get you a hook. Uh, we get you. How do you feel about a gun? Just in case, too. We get you a hook and a gun. Oh, ah, uh, um, too much. I, I think that might be a step too far. Um, I'm not sure that, um, I feel safe with a gun. I see. Okay, I, I guess I was worried. That your hook energy might run into gun energy, and we should have a backup plan for you if you run into a gun. Like and don't the only a, don't bring a hook to a gunfight. Don't bring a hook to a gunfight, right? And we all know the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a hook and a gun. Okay, I'm open. I'm yeah, open. So just... Grandmother had a pistol, and I know that okay. she's safe with it under her pillow. So I'm I'm open to the idea. I under have to... her pillow, we can just steal your mother's gun. We don't even need to buy you a gun. You just steal the gun from your mom. It was my grandmother's, and actually it went to auction after she passed because oh. it had a mother of pearl inlay. Um, it was yeah, very. We got the money from it, but we don't have the gun. It was an artisanal gun. It probably wouldn't yeah. fire that well, anyways. Probably full of like diamond dust or something. Yeah, a little bit of a a backfire. You right, right, right. Okay, all right, okay. Well, okay. Well, we'll just make the hook really sharp for now, and we'll we'll table the gun as it were. But again, be aware. If you run into somebody with a gun, you're not going to win that fight. Okay. I'm, that's fine. Okay. I have to say, I'm really open to this idea uh -huh. of, um, of hook because you, you offered some, um, some breathing exercises the yep. last time we met and I've been practicing those. And I do think that it's helped with the tension in my neck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You want to do a little bit of breathing right now? Five quick, very fast breaths in, and then one kind of exacerbated breath out. <laughs> good, good, Gertrude. You feeling more calm now? Yeah, a little lightheaded, um, uh -huh. but I do feel, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, mindful. I, I feel uh, good. Good. All right. Okay. And so your car is parked somewhere and you got here close to on time. Uh, and uh, and I'm just curious, has anything else been stressing you out recently in your day or your week that I can help you with? Or is there anything else on your mind that uh, when you were coming into therapy today that we need to get resolved besides just getting out of your car and being stuck in traffic? Yes. Well, you know that I'm a celebrity dog walker and mm. uh, mm -hmm. it's been it has been a a week with these dogs. Um, there is a new St. Bernard on my route. Um, and he has been stopping in the middle of the streets. Um, so I have been, I, it, it has been, I feel like a, um, embodiment of my stress to mm. have this dog who will stop in the middle of the street, lie down, Thanks. and then, uh, I need to attempt to pick him up pull mm -hmm. him by the leash mm -hmm. but then i was pulling him by the leash across third avenue and then people were accusing me of being abusive toward the dog when really this dog needs to walk right 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 this dog is abusing himself by not moving when he needs to move um okay well it sounds like uh again if i'm if i'm looking for patterns another control issue you're not fully in control of the dog and that's upsetting mm -hmm. to you okay um okay well let's let's strategize all right, the dog doesn't want to move. It's stuck in the middle of the street. What if you blocked off the street and the street was no longer a street? 
Is that a possibility? Can we get you some orange cones or maybe like a a, a big detour sign? I could then, um yeah. I could invest in uh police tape. Police tape's a good investment. I guess it I guess it's crime scene tape, not police tape. I I don't know the difference. Maybe there's one that just says police. That will work. Is that legal? Oh, well, you know, is it illegal to jaywalk? Uh, it probably is, but you got to do it. You got to get across that street. What are you waiting for? You know what I mean? Like there, there's a difference between illegal and unethical. And I think it's very ethical regardless of whether or not it's legal. Well, I know how stressed I get when I'm in my car. And then mm. there's a blockage, blockade, or stoppage of traffic. And sure. I guess I don't want to be the cause of that for other people. Well, that, okay. But I just want to point out again, in this scenario, you're not the one in the car. That's other yeah. people's problems, right? And you can't take on the weight of other people's problems. You got to be in this life for you. So be more selfish is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so you know what they say about oxygen masks on planes? They say about uh, – it's a common metaphor when they talk about oxygen masks on planes. You got you to gotta grab as many of those masks as you can and put them on because you don't know how much oxygen you're going to need. So grab, put your own mask on first and then grab your neighbor's mask and try and put that on somewhere. Then grab somebody else's mask, especially like a small child because they're probably going to – pass away anyways i mean they're not going to survive a plane crash so take the oxygen mask from the small child take your neighbor's oxygen mask just get as much oxygen as you physically can because boy oh boy the shit's hitting the fan and you're going to need it right yeah I, I i also have heard that um you might think that they're working uh you might think right. that they're not working but they're 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 working or you might think that it's working and it's actually not working <laughs> I've always been suspicious of that. It, it has made me think just the fact that they have to say that every time that the whole thing is a placebo effect and that there's no oxygen in any of them. But uh, but yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, the oxygen is still flowing even if the mass doesn't inflate or whatever. I don't. I I don't want to. I don't want to fly. Yeah. Well, I'm not making you. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make you. That was just an analogy to make the point, right? No, I have to go see my mother next week. It's her birthday. Um, uh, so I have to fly to Maryland and, and now I don't think I want to fly. You can't, uh, you can't take that car to Maryland. You'd have your own independence all along the way. You'd be in control. You can't drive to Maryland. You know, she, she doesn't have a, a garage, so I'd have to rely uh, on the street parking, but, uh, something else that would be outside of your control street parking. Well, that's tricky. Have you thought about making your mom come to you for her birthday? Is that a possibility? Is that another way around? If I were to live my life like the hooked man, I uh -huh. force my mother at hooked point to come down. No, this, I think I could ask, she, um, she, all, she also um, doesn't love to travel. She, oh. um, she hasn't left the house in 12 years um, since my dad uh, passed away. So- oh. But I could, I could force her yes. to get the house to come. Because we've been talking about like a Captain Hook hook, but you know what another type of hook is? Uh, uh, the Apollo. You know what they would do to a performer at the Apollo who wasn't up to their weight? They'd give them the hook. They'd get a big wooden cane and they would pull them off the stage. So 
uh, we can use that version of your hook for your mom is is as a basically a big wooden cane that pulls her out of her Maryland house, pulls her out of her depression. By the way, I think just by doing this, you would resolve her grief over her husband. Right. You get her out of the house. She's not thinking about her dead husband anymore. She's just scared to be outside. Right. So I think this is a potential win, win, win. Right. You hook your mom. You force her up here. You don't have to take a plane. You don't have to worry about street parking. And uh, hell, maybe you even uh, foist the dog onto your mom. Right. Now your mom's a celebrity dog walker and you are, I think, the dream, which is a Nepo baby. Your mom does all the work and you get all the cash. Uh, yeah, I think you it's worth it's it's worth a shot. It's worth, it's worth a, a shot. shot. Yeah, I think there's almost no problem that you can't bring up that I can't come up with a creative solution to, you know, and that's what really what I'm here for is you bring up a problem. And rather than getting to the roots of it, I just I just tear down the whole plant. I deny that plants exist in the first place. So there can't be any roots. Well, let me get back to my neck pain. Because oh, sure. Yes, please. That is something that I have been dealing with that really is not going away. Okay. And my physical therapist and my uh, regular doctor um, and, um, and then the next specialist that I went to do seem to think it's related to my stress, stress. and okay. sleep issues. Um and I know you've given me some tips on the past, but it, that is really not going away. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's dig into it. First and foremost, ditch the physical therapist. All right. There's only one real therapist and it's mental therapist. It's not physical therapist. That's all, that's all a cockamamie scheme, right? Everything that's going on with your body originates in the mind, right? Uh, I would even say ditch your doctor because, you know, even though I don't have a doctor's credentials, I am a CTWROS. So that's pretty damn good. Can you remind me what that stands for? Oh, sure. I can't believe people keep forgetting. Uh, it just means I'm a creative thinker who rents office space. And those are all of my qualifications to be a therapist, is I think creatively and I can afford office space in Manhattan. Which not not everyone can say that. No, not everyone can, right? Only CTWROSs. Or I suppose regular successful doctors, but we're not talking about them right now. We're talking about you and your brain and how your brain is at fault for everything wrong in your life. All right. So sleep. Okay. Uh, 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 what's your sleep routine? Let's start there because it could just be purely a sleep issue. How do you, how do you, uh, knock out at the end of the night? Uh, I get into my bed. Um, I... first mistake right away. Don't do that. What would you recommend? I would recommend waking up in your bed, but not being fully aware of how you got there. Every night, each night. Yes, because you don't – if you're putting yourself in your bed, it puts pressure on yourself to be asleep, right? You're like you're, – you're, you're training your brain to think, uh-oh, now I got to fall asleep and I struggle to do that, and then the panic starts setting in. Am I right or wrong about that? You're right. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. I've gotten so, myself a specialized pillow to help with the, the neck aches. So it has like a uh, like a, a ridged edge and a curve for uh, – my shoulder space to nestle into. Um, and I can see, yeah, I do. I, I think I approach going to sleep knowing that I will have neck pain. But uh -huh. I wonder if I do, as you just said, and don't, don't go there expecting to sleep, but 
Yeah, what I would recommend, I would recommend you party really hard standing around your bed. Just party as hard as you can. Hard drugs, alcohol, uh, uh, television, uh, internet, uh, pornography, truly anything that uh, will just put you in a party mode where you're just having a good time. And then at a certain point, you will just lose consciousness. And the goal is because you were partying in your bedroom, hopefully you will lose consciousness in a way in which you fall upon your bed. Then you wake up probably fully refreshed. I have had some extreme reactions to um, drugs in the past. Okay. Uh, can you describe them? Because maybe they're not as extreme. As, sometimes our brain projects extremity in a way that's not actually true. Can you tell me a little bit more about your extreme moments? Um, I have had... Uh, hallucinations of of what i would describe as likely to be hell personified and um fiery depths um evil looking gremlin monsters with an abyss uh of an esophagus swallowing me whole and regurgitating me into like thousands of little me's that are brittle. And then anytime I touch something, I shatter. Wow. Okay. Um, this was wow. once in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Um, geez, Gertrude, I almost never do this. Have you thought about Jesus? <laughs> Maybe that's just the specificity with which you just described that hell. And I'm not a religious person. In fact, I'm agnostic leaning atheist, but maybe you in particular need Jesus. Cause that's in a way a form of drug in itself, right? Christianity, religion, you're getting all hopped up on Jesus blood. You're taking the little Jesus crackers, right? Maybe like, maybe if you're having a, that sort of hellish reaction to regular drugs, we need to get you on some Jesus drugs. Okay, so you had suggested taking drugs, partying hard before bed. Do you think this is like night church? Yeah, night church is a yeah is is a form of partying, right? That could really work for you. I would recommend. Um, because like people pray at the end of the night, right? I mean, that's basically the same thing as doing a bunch of cocaine. Okay, I I think I think I I could get my hands on a Bible. Yeah, and I just want to emphasize again, I'm saying all of this in a non-religious way. This is purely about sleep. I don't believe in the stuff. I don't think the guy existed, and if he did exist, he certainly wasn't a Christian, right? Uh, Christianity is a tool used to oppress people and control people, and mm -hmm. I don't support it whatsoever. But in your case, yes, Bible every night, pray every night. It's the only way you're going to survive. And, and standing as I read the as I, as I yeah. receive the Bible? Well, I guess you can be laying down, just not in your bed. Hmm. Do you, in your experience, has it been helpful if people lay down on the floor next to their bed? Sure, you could do that if that's like a gateway for you, right? Uh, uh, because you won't be comfortable and you know you can't actually fall asleep there, so your brain won't go into that panic cycle of, I have to fall asleep now, right? You'll just be relaxed, chilling, lying on your floor. And then, you know, hopefully you'll get in the bed at some point. Okay. But not when you're conscious. Sometime in my sleep, almost how they say, if you want to wake up at a certain time every day, your body just finds a natural rhythm and wakes itself up at five. Yes. So 
so so training my body to uh, uh I'll, I'll tr- sleep train and yeah. sleep on the floor and then trust that at some point in the night I'll wake up and move to the bed we want to manifest a very specific niche form of sleepwalking for you where most people get out of their bed and sleepwalk around we want you to not be in the bed and sleepwalk into the bed right we're going to reverse sleepwalk with you so you think that Jesus will cure my neck pain and again, I don't believe in the guy and I don't support him, but I don't know the way that you describe hell. I don't know what else to say to you because that feels really real. And you just you, you've brushed up against something that is beyond my capabilities. And perhaps Jesus is, is an answer. That almost it's as though hell is living inside my neck. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good description. Hell's living inside your neck. I think that's a good way of thinking about it. You should be aware of that at all times. Mm. Why do you think people, where do people usually wear a cross? Oh. Around their neck. Oh my. I got chills. I got chills. I'm going to leave here and, and get a cross. Oh, that's great. Oh, you are, just so you also know, you're also right under the AC vent. Just in case those chills were related to the AC. You're right under the vent. Uh, I, I think unrelated because they unrelated. Start, okay. They started at my toes and moved their way upward oh. and not uh, down from the. Okay. Well, again, not to keep pointing things out, the office stray dog has been licking your toes pretty aggressively, and he's got a cold tongue. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it, it's still all good. I mean, I would love for the chills to be a manifestation of the brilliant thing that I said, but I think you're also just physically feeling cold, just so you're aware of it. Can I lower the sneeze guard at all? Because I'm not getting any eye contact. I'm just seeing again the the kind of splotches of where I sneezed before. Uh you you can try to move it slightly to move it slightly. No, okay. but I I might ask you to move it back. No problem. Okay, I'm just gonna lower it just a little bit. Huh? Huh? Move Huh-huh. it back. Huh-huh. Huh-huh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm almost over COVID. I promise you. I am like, I am like in the last days of it. I'm sure it's, it's, I bet it's hardly going to transfer at this point. You know, I'm seeing my mother next week and she, doctor said if, if she contracted COVID, she would die. Oh goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, don't give her COVID would be my advice. Well, now I fear a possible exposure. Um, oh no! Where from? From uh, from 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 you. From, from me? You. Oh, oh, from me? Oh, from the oh, because I lowered the sneeze. Oh, so I lower the sneeze guard and sneeze on you two or three times in a row. And because I'm on my last days of COVID, now you getting COVID is my fault. Is that what you're gonna say? Uh, I I do think so. Okay. All right. I think again. I think now I have to lecture you about accountability. You know, because like, again, like you're in control of your own life. You came here today. You beat the traffic to be here. And now you're complaining about being here. It's true. I struggle with accountability so much in my life. No, it's 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 something that I've been dealing with since I was a child. Okay. Well, uh, well, and and that's why you're here. I, I I do feel just so you know, I I feel bad about the stance I've just taken. I feel like maybe I pushed you a little too hard, but thank you for for curling up in a little ball right away and taking it. Um, uh, this is my power pose. I'm happy to <laughs> a ball, huh? Like a little uh, what's like that? A like a roly poly. Oh, jelly bean roly poly. Yeah, jelly bean roly poly. I eat them both. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I'm glad that you feel empowered. I, I am sorry if I gave you COVID, but you have the accountability of being here. So it all evens itself out, right? It's okay. I'll leave. I'll get across. I'll get a, uh, a cross and a hook. Yeah. And a, oh, a cro- my cross, my hook and my COVID test. Yeah. There you go. Cross and a hook and a COVID test. I don't know. Was there such a thing as a Jesus pirate? That feels like something that would be on a cool TV show. The Jesus pirate. Do you have a desire to work in film and television or is that just me? Uh, you know, many of my clients, the dogs work the dogs. in film and television, but uh, I have not. That's as close as I've been. Um, I guess I didn't dig further into that. Are, so the dogs are famous, but the the owners of the dogs are not famous? Correct. So you're walking Celebrity uh, the, the, the modern equivalent of Lassie's. Yeah, but mostly commercials and, uh, you know, like... Uh, Hibble commercials or um, different circuses and things like that where they sure yeah uh, I, I guess that explains the dog's entitlement of just wanting to sit down in the middle of the street they must think that they're uh, you know in the middle of a shoot or something absolutely they're so used to the high status uh, in their lives and kind of receiving anything that they um, that they could want you know well, then, in a way, taping them off is not good just for you because you get to have them not be in the middle of the street. You get them to be in the middle of a taped-off area. But it's also good for them because they feel their status elevated by having the special treatment. Actually, yeah, they might be used to that. Uh, being yeah. Off or so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is the neck is still... Next yeah, no, I still feel the, 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 the fiery pits in the... Oh, you probably <sighs> went to sleep in your bed last night. I did. Oh, so unfortunate. I tried a long hot bath before bed. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it seemed to make it worse because the way that I was leaning in the bathtub, like there's no comfortable position for the head. Like where uh-huh. does the head go in the bath? Um, either up right up against the wall or like curled onto the nook of the bathtub itself. And uh-huh. so I'm my my attention kind of went right there and um but your feet are submerged in water, correct? Yes. So what if you just reversed? You put your head underwater and your feet go up in the little nook of the corner. I I would have to breathe. Well, scoot a little scuba gear. Just get you a little scuba. Uh, uh, what, what's the what's the word? I guess it's a what? What do you call the snorkel. thing that goes to the snorkel? Thank you. Yes. Get you a little snorkel. Your head go where your feet are, and your feet are now the ones uncomfortable up in the air. Huh. I told you there's no problem that you can bring up that I can't come up with a really practical solution to. But, but that does kind of remind me of how I will be sleeping on the floor next to the bed. Uh, uh, I wonder if kind of even getting a pre, pre-bed bath nap in. That's not the worst thing in the world, right? A little extra sleep. Because that's also not my bed. Right, exactly. So it's healthy. It's a healthy choice. You might want to think about lowering the temperature of the bath if you're going to spend a lot of it submerged. You might want it not to be as hot as it was before. But we'll we'll chill out the bath. We'll get you almost like a a cold, almost like you're somebody who were harvesting your organs, right? We we just push you underwater to keep you all like uh, uh, ice cold and submerged. And then you will wake up the next day feeling so refreshed because your head wasn't in an awkward position and you didn't fall asleep in your own bed and you were, you know, snorkeling all night. Listen, I'll try it because I have to, 
even though many of your methods are unorthodox and your suggestions Mm -hmm. seem like they wouldn't be helpful, you Mm -hmm. are the, um, the, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. I think you're the person who has, um, seen me the most at my core and actually offered some, some thoughts that have been helpful. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. I bet a lot more helpful than your physical therapist, that quack. But I mean, and they don't take my insurance, so. Oh no. Oh goodness. Oh, uh, well, Hey, as I say to all my clients, all insurance is accepted. I'll find a way to make them pay me one way or another. Uh, and the, oftentimes that does involve an extensive blackmail of insurance companies, but I'm comfortable doing that for my clients. No, and I saw that on Psychology Today, and that's kind of why. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's it, why you picked me. Yeah, it, it's uh, uh, the hard part about Psychology Today is it's always it's always a new day, and so I always have to get my article back up there. You know, it's never it's never Psychology all the time. It's always Psychology just today so annoying but anyways it's not about how difficult my life is about how difficult your life is right and we're getting closer i feel like between the hook and the cross and the uh covid test i feel like we've got a lot of things to help you out here Uh, i thrive on action steps i thrive on having like things a to-do list right because there is so much so much control that I can't have. So when I do have things that I can kind of grasp onto, it really helps. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to the action list that we've been working on for you. And I'm just going to remind you of step one because we haven't completed it just yet. And step one was one friend, one good friend, one maybe even best friend that you can trust. Uh, I... uh, I'm here in the resistance. Uh, it's not that I haven't tried. It's not that I haven't put myself out there. Um, it's can just. You, can you tell me the specifics of how you put yourself out there? I think that will be helpful. I did go to a game board night. At hey, the... mm-hmm. that's great. Not a game night, but a game board night. Mm-hmm. It was about the boards and not the games themselves. All right. Well, it's a little niche, but it's a start. It was games, but they all, they all, it wasn't card games. It was. It was focused on boards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and and, everyone, and the results? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone um, didn't, didn't play by my rules. Interesting. They were playing by the rules of the game and not your rules. That is frustrating. That is very frustrating. Uh, well, have you ever tried playing these games with the dogs? The dogs might play more by your rules, and then you kind of got a friend at work. Excuse me, does it count to have a, a non-human friend? Well, I think so. You you'd allow it? I think so, because a man's best friend is dog, right? So, you know, I think I think it could work as a workaround. Maybe just thinking about you specifically, Gertrude, Gertrude, maybe a cat for you rather than dog. I just feel like uh, uh, there's something about a cat's distance that might – uh-oh, this seems like a bad reaction. Maybe I – did I step in something? 
when I was a child, I had a kitten and my brother put it on top of the ceiling fan and it got so dizzy and afraid of heights that for the rest of its life, it just crawled underneath things and avoided us. Um, So that was my birthday present um, when I was in second grade and um yeah for I never saw it again for the rest of its life after that day because it was wow. it would just burrow wow just looking at your role models in your life this kitten your mom there's a lot of you that wants to run away and hide I feel like or you've been raised to run away and hide right which goes into you not having a friend but let's look at this through the positive lens I think of all the possible outcomes of somebody putting a kitten on a ceiling fan, not ending in death is a pretty positive outcome, I think, right? And even though, the sure, the cat was emotionally scarred and had a lot of trauma, if the cat had gone to therapy and found Jesus, who knows what could have happened to the cat, right? So there's no reason for you to be the scared little kitten. There's every reason for you to be a Jesus cat with a snorkel and a hook. Pull the cat out from under the couch with the hook, put a little Jesus cross on the kitten, and give that cat a COVID test just for shits and giggles. I'm pretty sure this is the plot of that book, uh, Save the Cat, which is a very popular screenwriting book. I think this is all covered in that book if you want to read that too. But yes, metaphorically. I wouldn't know about that because I'm I'm a little distanced from the industry. More the dogs. I guess the dogs have to read Save the Cat. That must be a real conflict of interest for a dog in the entertainment industry to have the most popular screenwriting book be about a cat. Anyways, that's a that's an aside. Please continue. Well, I would say that I I do think it's possible for me to have an animal friend like I think sometimes humans again they don't play by my rules and Mm -hmm. I I don't appreciate that I don't Mm -hmm. um but I I could I I'd be open to um to a feline feline okay yeah get you a new cat an adult cat a less scared cat maybe even uh maybe even we find you like an alley cat that's a little streetwise you know, like it doesn't again, like doesn't rely on you so much, but you can engage with it sometimes when you need to. But I could put um, cat food out on my stoop and see what what happens. And think how easy those cat cans are going to be to open when you got a big old hook for a hand. Just it's right open right there. And then the cat's eating the food a little too far away from you. You use the hook a little bit more like that Apollo hook. You bring the food closer. You bring them in. You reel them in. Gotcha, cat. I'll try it. Good. Great. I I, I love that the long pauses are always followed by a, a hard yes of everything I said. It's always it's it's always so fun because uh, it means that you're respecting me as a therapist, which. Uh, a lot of my clients don't do, but I, I appreciate that you go along with it. Uh, you know what, actually, Gertrude, we're getting around the time where I would love to do what we always do, which is just lead you through a guided meditation and see if some of these deeper concepts we've been talking about just kind of sink into your subconscious even more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, try not to fall asleep during this. This is not about sleep. I need you to hear every word and take it into your subconscious. 
But if you do find yourself asleep, see if you can just sleepwalk into a bed since we're here, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> and just so you know, Gertrude, I actually I came up with this meditation while having a cheesesteak at EJ's Luncheonette on the Upper East Side. Isn't that a fun place to come up with a meditation? You find inspiration everywhere. Everywhere. And this time it was at lunch. Um, all right. So, Gertrude, if you would just please... Listen to the sound of my voice as I count back from three, two, one. Gertrude, you used to be a rolling stone. You know if a cause was right, you'd leave to find the answer on the road. You used to be a heart beaten for someone, but the times have changed. And the less you say, the more my work as a therapist gets done. And if you choose to live your life alone, you can. And some people choose the city. And some others choose the good old family home. It's like living easy without family ties because it's easy. Now, till the whip or will of freedom zapped me right between the eyes, I didn't realize I actually live and breathe this Philadelphia freedom. From the day I was born, I waved the flag. Philadelphia freedom took me knee-high to a man. It gave me peace of mind my daddy never had. And it can do the same for you, Gertrude. And we're coming out of the meditation now. And three, shine on me. And two, I love you. And one, shine the light. And you're back with me. How are you feeling, Gertrude? How was that for you? That was incredible. I have one question for sure. you. Sure. You said whip or will. Is that <laughs> is that the bird? The bird? The whip or will? Oh, the whip. Oh, the whip or will. Uh, yeah, the whip or will. Yeah, sure. It's the bird. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. I, it's just like it's a flow state. But yeah, the whip or will, the bird. You mentioned, yeah, the whip or the will. And and I am I'm, I envisioned a bird and I took flight and something in me released and I feel so much lighter. Oh, it's probably poop. Birds do that a lot when they fly as they poop. So you probably you had a poop and you flew away. That's fantastic. This has been incredible. Um, and, and hey, I, that you were afraid of flying earlier, and look now, you're a bird. Look oh, at that progress. I didn't even, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I think I feel very. Something in me has released, maybe cracked open, mm. and uh, I feel really pleased to have some, uh, some solid action steps, um, before I go find where I uh, put my car. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's probably not close. You probably got to get back on the subway to go get your car, I would imagine. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Well, fantastic. You know what, Gertrude? I I think you're ready. I think, I think I'm going to let you take the sneeze guard home with you. You can take that wherever you want. It's your sneeze guard now. I think you've earned it. With a sneeze guard and a hook and a Jesus and a cross. cross on the subway, I think... Those are three layers of protection that I didn't know I needed, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that might help me be around people. And what are you going to do if that dog stops in the middle of the street again? 
put up their tape, mm-hmm. put up I their w- tape, give uh, and 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 hook them right out of there. Mm-hmm. And what are you gonna do if your mom says, "No, I need you to come here for my birthday. It's my birthday. I need what I want." Get out of your damn house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was my birthday when I had this traumatizing cat incident, and now it's your birthday, and you're gonna have a traumatizing incident of your own. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do if your brother calls you and says, we haven't spoken in 10 years and I really miss you and I wonder why we don't have a closer sibling relationship and you've only brought me up in therapy once and it was like 10 years into therapy. What are you going to do if that phone call happens? I'd say, I don't need you because I have a new cat friend. There you go, Gertrude. That's a Gertrude, right? Now, I'm really proud of you. This has been really, really wonderful. And I would almost say, don't come back. I think we solved it. I think you're good to go. I think you're going to sleep that neck pain away. I think oh. Jesus will be Jesus will carry you from here on out. You're going to look back at the sand and you're going to realize there's no footprints at all and you were carried there by Jesus possibly while you were asleep, possibly because you fell asleep underwater. Wow. And and I think you I think you're solved. And I'm not just saying that because you're a really hard client to deal with and I don't know what else to do for you Gertrude. I'm not saying that. Of course not. No, of course. I And I have had that experience multiple times in the past. This feels different. This feels like you are setting me free hook in hand and, uh, and I have the tools to manage on my own. Yes. And if you really decide, I don't think I actually resolved it all. I think I do need to go back to therapy. It's totally fine. I'll just charge you a 10 X rate. Meaning I'll charge you 10 times what you normally pay now. I understood. Yeah, great. I just wasn't. I just really wanted to clarify. I need a lot more money if I'm going to continue seeing you. That's all. All right. Well, Gertrude, this was lovely. I I wish you all the best finding your car. By the way, why is your last name pronounced Gertrude and not Gertrude? I never asked. That's just that's the the way it's pronounced. The way it's pronounced is German. And your mom never had two thoughts about naming you a first name that spelled the same way but pronounced differently. She was good with that. It was my grandmother's name, but on her side. So she, uh, there was no other alternative. Right, because the last name is your father's name. And so just by coincidence, you had a grandmother who you were named after. Ah, if they just named you Gun or whatever, that would have been so much easier because that's what your grandmother had was a gun. Gun Gertrude would be such a cooler name, but oh well. It was a pistol. Pistol, gun, all right. Okay, well, you know what? 15 X rate if you want to come back. Sorry, I just I can't I can't be attacked like that. Okay. I need to have my boundaries, and I mean metaphorical boundaries and not a sneeze guard. Okay, Gertrude. It's fine because I, I really do think that you are releasing me into the wild at the right point in my life. And I have the tools now to 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 you know what? Don't finish the oh. sentence. Just leave. To cope. Just get just get out. To cope? Is that what you're going to say? Cope. Okay. That's nice. That's a nice end of that sentence. But I, I'm not invested anymore because I don't think you're coming back because you can't afford me anymore. But Gertrude, this was lovely. Best of luck to you. Best of luck in your life. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope you make that kitty friend and I hope you get that hook and I hope you find Jesus. Bye-bye now. Bye, Ian. Thank you. Whew. Wow. That was... um. I was a real, uh, it was almost like I was doing a DNA test of my client. Like, what's the mix of crazy stress that you got going on here? 
And it turns out, uh, a lot like the office stray dog, there was a lot of serial killer in there, and I just had to massage it out slowly. Hmm. Maybe I should try a bath without the snorkel sometime. Quick note to self. Oh my goodness, I'm a huge fan of the improviser and teacher, Sam Evans. You can follow Sam on her Instagram at Sam Evans. That's S-A-A-A-M-E-V-A-N-S. And you can also find Sam teaching improv classes and other acting classes through the Barrow Group, an incredible hub for theater in New York City. So excited to share the Ian Heron Improv Hour. We'll be back at the Magnet Theater Sunday, May 26th at 9 p.m. That's Sunday, May 26th at 9 p.m. We're gearing up for our one-year anniversary at the Magnet Theater in June and our nine-year anniversary as a show in July. You're going to want to catch all these shows, but the next one, Sunday, May 26th, 9 p.m., also going to be real special as we ramp up for those anniversary shows. Come on out and see us at the Magnet Theater. It's the best show that I do. Shout out to Aaron Harland at ERHarland, AaronHarland.com. Aaron makes great podcast theme songs and cover art, but she also makes a wonderful music in her own right, which you can follow on Spotify and Bandcamp and all those wonderful places you can get your music. Thanks to Jason Shaw and Audionautics.com for the use of the meditation music. Thanks to Nick Rockwell, our new producer, helping us out. Be sure you follow at SigmundFraudPod if you want to see behind-the-scenes photos of me and some of my clients, which shouldn't get out there. I need to shut that account down somehow. Okay, Ian, this episode comes across uh, real condescending and rude towards your patients, I think. Not to mention, I think you might have flubbed that oxygen analogy on planes. Let's make sure that this session gets deleted so that nobody can hear it. Before I do that, I just have time for a quick little bath. Oops.